Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on when you're listening. This is the Fantasy College Wrestling Podcast, and I'm your host, Tony DeMarco. Welcome back, everybody, for week three. Three? Did we do three? How are they doing three now? Three? Three? I think, well, fr- freestyle would be... Freestyle like this. I think they're doing yeah. three for folks out like this. Week three of the Fantasy College Wrestling season. Joined uh, with me, as always, Todd Chapsick. Todd, how you doing? I'm doing well, man. Busy at work, but I'm happy to be here talking wrestling. Always a good day to talk wrestling. Yeah. Uh, We are doing this podcast a little late tonight because of both of our schedules, so I got my coffee in my match day mug, as usual. You got anything to drink tonight? No, nothing tonight. It's too late for coffee, and I didn't want to make a pot of decaf, so I'm just... I never understood decaf. It's it's like a non-alcoholic beer to me. Yeah, it, it is. It, it, it's like you want the taste of coffee, but you don't get the all the the thrills of of the caffeine. High. Yeah, I think ten o'clock at night would be a little too late for me to have caffeine. I wouldn't be able to sleep. Well, we were we were talking last week uh, off air too, because I know you're you're a coffee guy. You like your coffee. Oh yeah. And you were talking about you got some type of like fancy coffee or or something like that. Uh, I get um I get Kona coffee from real Hawaii, coffee. real Kona coffee, not. Not the stuff in Wegmans that's like 1% Kona beans. Like I get the 100% you know, Kona coffee from Hawaii. It's a little expensive, but it's worth it. You get to treat yourself. Yeah, it's, it's not an everyday coffee. It's, it's a special occasion coffee. It's not a 10 p.m. at night on a, on yeah. a work night type of coffee. I'm just wasting it away. Um, but yeah, so we had a lot of uh, fun wrestling in week two. Oh, yeah. Uh, we had Wranglemania and Journeyman, I think, were the biggest uh, talking points. And we'll get into those. There were a couple awesome duels, too. And we also look forward to week three. Obviously, we'll go through the best matchups to help you get your lineup straightened to win the week. Um, but let's start with just kind of a recap of everything. Um, Wranglemania. So we had, uh, I believe it was, what, like six schools, six, eight schools? Something yeah. Like that. Started off with Long Island and Buffalo. Long Island beat Buffalo, actually, uh, to start the day. And then you had like Lock Haven and Arizona State and and NC State and all them uh, battling there. A um, lot of good matchups, a lot of good meets, uh, several upsets that we saw too. Um, yeah, I mean, this early in the season, crazy. I mean, it's good. I I like it because it means that the ranked guys are wrestling like fans want to see. Um, and we'll kind of get into that in Journeyman too with some of the online discussion that's been going on, um, but. Ramos falls uh, to Jacob Camacho. Really tough, combative match. Um, in the end, Jacob Camacho is a little bit too much. Beats Ramos. I got to say, though, Ramos is a fighter. He goes out there and wrestles every match, at least. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I will say, he did uh, – not that Jacob Camacho is a bad loss. Jacob Camacho is a great wrestler. I think people kind of forget because of last year's injury and not being really present – um, they kind of for, and and I think the Latona loss from two years ago kind of leaves everyone with like a bad taste. Um, but Jacob Camacho is really good, and uh, I, I think this kind of puts him back on the map, but also kind of solidifies Ramos because he had that loss against Moulton too from Campbell. Yeah, that I would consider more of a bad loss than Jacob Camacho, but I, I have every confident, uh, all confidence in, in Ramos coming back. With that, another yeah. big upset from Wranglemania two was Joey Blaze. Joey Blaze, yeah, Joey Blaze yeah. and Joey and Marcus mixed up. Blaze over Ed Scott. Too. Yeah. Um. So I mean, really good. There was also a whole media circus thing that Pat Minio 
was doing you can go back and read that i'm not going to discuss any of that uh i, I wrote in the the wrestling room forum about it because he was saying they had no media people there i was like well jd raider was there mason linmouth was there who does their like rank uh, conference rankings they had two cameramen there so they, they had media people there no no response to yeah so <laughs> it, the sheepfold will do what they want um asu came away a little nicked up um unfortunately uh i i we were talking last week too i've always been high on jesse vasquez he gets injured in his match with lachlan mcneil um bad kind of elbow it looked like yeah they had to put it in like an air cast and you know get him off i i don't know the extent of the injury but i don't know you know it looked to me like um dislocated elbow yeah it I, as soon as the, you know it was a mat return it was a shane sparks mat return and as soon as he hit you heard oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck and then you know everything whistles 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 yeah didn't look good it was one of those things you know lachlan didn't want it to end that way you, you never want it to end yeah like that but um and then jacory teamer making his season debut and gets knocked out and it's gone <laughs> and it's gone so he uh did he injury defaulted that he didn't wrestle in the second match we didn't see him at the uh journeyman either um i don't think we re really saw many you saw a few starters uh for asu at the journey yeah. but not many not richie figueroa didn't wrestle yeah no no richie no. figs that was the big matchup everybody wanted to see everybody was marking it everyone was getting their their uh you know flow accounts ready streaming and it doesn't happen so another i'm not gonna say quack quack moment but it you know if it looks like a duck smells like a duck noto was out there he wrestled his match yeah and we've talked about too in seeding criteria if it comes down to who gets the better seed noto or or figs you have to lean noto because he wrestled the match yeah i don't yeah, care I, if it, I, I don't care if it was injury i don't care what it was he, he was out there yeah I, I, they got to do something more in the line of what high schools do about the prestige points and stuff for proceeding because mm -hmm. you should not be rewarded for for ducking yeah i agree and I'm sure we'll have the same discussion in week seven and probably week nine. And then when we get closer to week eight, 18 for conferences and all that. And UNC under Cole's control uh, looks good as well. Yeah. Uh, came away with, I think they went one and one on, they beat Arizona State. And I think they, I forget who else they lost to. Um, if they did lose, they might not have lost. Um, but UNC looked good too. Army was there. Lockhaven was there. Army beat Lockhaven. Um, and there were a couple, uh, big upsets too, with army and Purdue too. Um, so I, I advise everybody to go back, take a look at some of the matches, take a look at WrestleStat, look at those upsets and, uh, you know, go back and watch those matches. There were, I mean, I know we'll get into it, but there were a lot of upsets for week two, like of the season. Like mm -hmm. you don't usually see that many upsets that early in the season. I like it. I, well, yeah, me too. Not necessarily like the chaos, right? I do. What it means is I like that ranked guys are wrestling this early. Yeah. I think and, um, what it showed also is like, like some of these weight classes are going to be wide open. Like 125 without Spencer Lee, mm -hmm. um, without a couple of other guys, like anybody, there's seven or eight guys that could win 125 this year. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of like 
back in the days of Nolf and Zane and Bo, like he kind of knew, all right, everybody's vying for second in those yeah. Starachi, you can kind of say next topic. I mean, maybe, 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 maybe Mikai Lewis, maybe. Mikai Lewis, who knows? Folk is funky. He could hit something. Um, the injury bug can always hit somebody. Aaron Brooks seems like another one of those kind of guys. Um, yeah. How he does at 97. Uh, he walked through the competition this week, but I, I think given his pool that he was in, it was kind of expected. Yeah, well, it's kind of weird that he was not even in the same pool to wrestle Hydley. Yeah. So a good good uh, transition into Journeyman Classic then. So Journeyman Classic was, I thought, I was there for Wranglemania. I was there for uh, Journeyman. I was taking photos. I was doing um, you know research, stuff like that. And I, the, I like it. I like the setup. Apparently, the coaches love it. The wrestlers love it. We got in there. I think wrestling started around nine. Everything was done by around two o'clock. So yeah, that's I perfect. Mean, every, everybody got at least two matches, two three matches in. Um, I mean that's that's how we used to run our high school tournament, and that's yeah. why people love to go, come in and uh, and that and because of our coaching room too. But yeah, well, I mean, those are two things that people care about. You know, keep it fast and then have good food. Right. Um. Gonna try to make a joke, but I didn't have one there. So, uh, but coaches love it. The the wrestlers love it. The fans, not so much. There was some discussion on, you know, why is it like this? How come Aaron Brooks is in a B pool, and how come Hidley, and, and you know, why are they separated? So I'll say this from my perspective: they're going to be hitting probably at different times. It's those pools are highly manipulated. Right, yeah. not just going down the rankings and saying, "Okay, first three, like Madison Wade, you're what? First three, you're in pool A. Next three, you're in pool B." There is a reason why wrestlers were where they were, and are they going to see that guy later on in the season? Maybe, maybe that's the reason why they did it. Um, you also could have a gauntlet. You could have had something like um, Truex, uh, or no, I'm sorry, uh, Beard, Brooks, and Hidley. Like that would just be crazy that one of those guys could go up oh and two at that yeah point. you know they're and that's going to put them at a huge disadvantage in the rankings kind of against somebody that's maybe seven and oh and say michael beard is oh and two at that point you know so i i understand the manipulation of it and i don't put stock into pool a is better than pool b i just think it's we're going to designate this one as A, and we're going to designate this one as B because it's better than saying pool one and pool two. Yeah. That's the way I see it. But I liked it. Um, Penn State kind of ran away with their trophies. Um, yeah. Uh, I was uh, pleasantly surprised that all the Penn State guys wrestled except for uh, Nagal. Mm -hmm. um, I, I thought, you know, I didn't think we would see some of the guys until after the, um, the All-Star Duel next week. So, um, I was pleasantly surprised to see Brooks and and Kirk Fleet and uh, Starachi and pretty much their whole lineup was there wrestling. So that's awesome. I, again, I think it was a good first like competition measuring stick for everybody. You know, it, you get some good competition, you get some great competition in certain matchups. One of which was the talk of the town of Crookham beating. Uh, yeah. Region. So that. That in itself is, I mean, 
a reason to have the journeyman classic um it was funny so i'm watching i'm trying to take photos of kolioko and and Aruja during their match and i'm standing right next to crookham and and coach dylan and you know after the match ends i can hear them talking like you know this is what he does this is what i'm, I'm seeing that he does maybe i can attack this angle maybe i can do this so it was kind of like sitting in on a on a uh, whiteboard meeting almost yeah um it was pretty cool to just strategize and then see it actually happen during the match too crookham out out scrambled in certain situations he could have been taken down three four times and i think he just wrestled the most perfect match he could for the moment and that's yeah. why top but i mean crookham was that good coming out of high school he's just been injured like you know he was ranked like one or two in the country you know at his weight coming out of uh, high school depending on what rankings you were looking at but um I always knew he had the talent. It was just, could he stay healthy? Because he's been hit with the injury bug a lot in college. So, right. um, but and he also knocked out. He also took out his teammate, who was ranked like fourth. Yeah, uh, sixth. Yeah, yeah. So he took out the number six and the number one ranked guy. Um, I think that that was across Intermat and Flow had had it about the yeah. same. Um, I, what do you think about him going right to number one in the rankings from unranked? I. I don't agree with it. Yeah, me um, neither. I get that you have to use this season's results for a ranking. That that makes sense. You can't – but I think in the early part of the season, you have to put a little stock into it, and, and especially since Kozak's re reasoning for Arusha falling was because of his loss to Latona last year. Once you open up that precedent of using a past result, now you look at Crookham, and really his best win last year was Cannon, who was ranked. Yeah. I don't I don't know where Cannon was ranked, but uh, he was top ten, I think. Um, and then he he lost to some other people. So I think I think Earl has it about right fifth. I could see even maybe fourth, maybe over Orini, because um, right now I think it's uh, what fix. Aruja, um, Nagal, Orini, Crookham. I think that's how how he has it listed. I could see Crookham at number four, um, but I think number one is no. I, well, I, I, for my my whole thing is you got to have some consistency with this because you didn't move Joey Blaze up over. You didn't jump him that high when he beat uh, Scott. Yeah. So like like well you know like well. You moved Crookham up because he beat the number one guy. You made him number one. Mm -hmm. But there was other guys that beat other guys l last week and didn't jump up like 20 spots. Like, Right. So, like, you, you got to have consistency when you when you do these rankings. And it's a 17-week season, 16, 17-week season. So to say that Crookham would have to jump Arusha because he beat him, I don't think is right. In a situation like this, there's – a middle ground. So Aruja comes down, Crookham comes up. And yeah. that, you know, both stocks have equal and inverse results for, or, or, or circumstances. Um, not, not circumstances. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I just, to, to move him, you talk about a resume, you're going to move him over Dayton Fitz? Like, really? Like, yeah. Like, I, exactly. I don't. <laughs> exactly. And, and we, we're not taking world medals right we're just folk style only and yeah I, I don't think one is right i i know they say it's not for clickbait 
but what what's the re there's no reason that jd said on jd raider said on instagram while discussing it the same well he beat the number one and the number six and i don't care who you are if you do that in one weekend you should be ranked number one well no not necessarily because i don't i'm pretty sure i don't remember but i'm pretty sure when appalachian state beat didn't they beat alabama that one year yeah <laughs> pretty sure they didn't go to number one yeah you know? um you can't just automatically hop because then you're also like you said setting yourself up for failure just like they did with DeSanto being injured and losing the RBY. And they said, well, it was injury. You don't know what it was. Well, it was like eight to one when he got injured. But yeah, and he was in a cradle. And he was in a cradle. But technically, it counts as a loss. So to say it doesn't count as a loss, now you're going to be dealing with all these circumstances where an injury happens. And it could have been 14 to nothing when it happened. But you're going to say, no, we're not going to take that result. You, you can't pick and choose. You know. Yeah, and that's my problem with with their rankings is they they contradict themselves all the time. Yeah, well, uh, Crookham's number one, but this guy doesn't go to number one because four years ago he lost to some lower ranked guy. And I'm like, well, you you can't pick and choose like what you use for, for the ranking system. Like yeah. you got to have you know a consistency when you rank these guys. And to move Ryan Crookham, who's never all American. Above Dayton Fitz, who is a three-time runner-up and a what fourth last year, um, I, that's that's a better resume than anything Ryan Crookham's ever put on the table. Yeah, I. It, it, it's setting themselves up to be cornered, and yeah. it it becomes an opinion piece more than a more analytical. Uh, there's always subjectivity with rankings. There's always there's always got to be a choice, um, just like in seeding. You know, there's going to be two, three guys that have a very similar resume, and you're going to have to cut through the, the fine hairs to get to who goes where. And it's not going to, no, you're not going to please everybody every time. Yeah. But when you take such a subjective turn to it, that's when, yeah, that, that's when you start getting into trouble because you're going to run in that situation again and it's going to backfire on you. Yeah. But um, I thought, like I said, Journeyman was good. Uh, my only, um, I would say, criticism is, one, as a photographer, we need better lights because it was terrible. That You know, uh, photographers will understand what I'm talking about there. But two, there wasn't really any seating. It was stand-up the whole time. And it's in a high school gym, and the sides were packed you know, you're you're having to squeeze sideways to get through and everything. That uh, yeah, it was it was kind of bad. Um, but that, that, I know that that gym. That's it's not big enough for an event like that. No, if they anyone local to Southeast Pennsylvania, if they had it in Oxford, yeah, that probably would be. Or fun. Souderton. Souderton has a huge uh, gym too. Uh, yeah, that would have been perfect. Um, or they could have just gotten a football indoor football field. That would have been <laughs> the best yeah. to do it in. Um, but no, they you know Penn State there. Everybody had good matches. Um, another kind of big one was um, the Penn State uh, backup to Van Ness. Yeah. Um, or not Van Ness. Uh, to, to, to Bartlett. Bartlett um, beats CJ Composto. Little tough. You know, that's being your first match back after a gray shirt year and stuff like that. But I'm sure they'll bounce, he'll bounce back. I have every confidence in the Penn staff for that. 
Yeah. So, um, dual-wise, Ohio State versus uh, Virginia Tech. Ohio State handed them handled them pretty well. Yeah, uh, they, they did. Easily. I was surprised. Yeah. Um, it kind of makes me now question a little bit because they got Rutgers this week, Virginia Tech. They're going up up to Rutgers uh, for Jagger Night, by the way. Um, is it – could Rutgers get the upset here? Uh, I, I don't know. I got to break it down a little bit, but I, I I wouldn't put Ohio State and, and Rutgers maybe on the same plane, but matchup-wise, I think they match up pretty well. Yeah, I mean, you see it a lot, though, when – when Big Ten schools wrestle non-Big Ten schools, they they win a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it's just how tough the Big Ten is because, like, you know, I'm not taking anything away from Virginia Tech, but the, the Big Ten is the Big Ten, and like, there's a reason why they're every year that you know, top seven or eight teams in the country out of ten are are all on the Big Ten. Yeah, they also said Roby. Uh, they they were <laughs> the ACC network was a little baldest. I'll, I'll say. They uh, put up a resume and saying he was a four-time national champion for Iowa State, so they got him confused with Kale. Um, so yeah, that's a little different. A little, it's a, a kind of a different person. Um, you know, <laughs> kind of funny. You can see the screenshots on on Twitter. I think I think Roby was a, a runner-up at one year. Was he? But he was definitely not a four-time undefeated national champ <laughs> for Iowa State. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Navy had their Navy duels and actually swept. Um, they yeah, uh, beat, beat Pitt. They beat Pitt. 21 to 12 was the final score. Um, I think Key had a key, no pun intended, win over uh, Heller, pinned them. Uh, yeah. I think, and um, Cole, Cole Matthews went down too. Yes, he did. Um, and yeah, a lot of a lot of weird upsets. Like their first three, Santaniello went down too. I think um, really just uh, like the the Camacho, those first three lost, and that really set the tone. And really, they couldn't recover. One uh, bad thing was the um, I think Cerniglio was injured in, at the end of one of the matches, so I don't know the status of that for this coming week at the Navy Classic. Uh, we'll have to monitor that. Um, but let's take a look here at the week two leaders uh if you're watching on rockfin you'll be able to watch this if you're listening on spotify or apple or wherever you get your podcasts uh you're not gonna be able to see this so you can go back and maybe take a look at it uh later uh let's see if i can figure out how to do this that would help too there we go look at there it is i can present it um so we have the week two fantasy wrestlers top 25 trent hit highly comes in at number one with uh, five matches, 26 fantasy points. He's the number one wrestler for week two. Following just behind him was Josh Heinzelman, 24 points with five matches. Um, and then Keegan O'Toole with 22 in four matches. Yeah, the guy left on the bench. <laughs> well, yeah, you don't Yeah, you don't want to set him. Uh, he's usually no. pretty good at, at getting bonus. He wrestles pretty good, uh, pretty well. Uh, Dean Hamidi also with 21 points. And then we have a, a few guys in certain, Lamer, Elam tied for fifth with 20 points. Um, the PPM of, of five, so pretty good. Um, trying to see if there's anything. Stephen Buchanan makes his uh, appearance in the week two ranks with 19 fantasy points. Um, Andrew Brooke, or Andrew, Aaron Brooks with 17 fantasy points. Uh, there was a little bit of a shakeup in the overall season rankings. Um, right now, 
uh, Ryder Rogatze still at number one, holding on by a slim lead over uh, Caleb Henson. Uh, Rogatze has 33 fantasy points in seven matches, and uh, Henson has seven matches as well with 32 points. So just point one PPM behind on uh, on Ryder. Uh, Josh Terrell from Michigan State with 12 matches, the most out of anyone in the top 10, uh, with a PPM of 2.7, so eh, just just under a decision each match, 32 points. Uh, so it has the same amount of points as Henson, but because of the PPM, falls into the number three spot. Hydley with that big jump in week two, comes up at number four, maxed out. Ryan Crookham gets a big help as well with that uh, weekend. Um, and the first red shirt here, Gable Porter from Virginia, at number seven with 30 fantasy points. So you can find this on the Intermat uh, forum under the Fantasy Wrestling Board. I post that every week uh, here. I just posted it actually before coming on for this podcast, so you should be able to see that. Um, and, yeah, that's about it for that. Let's stop sharing that here. Or actually, we'll keep it here. Let me go to another tab. We got the All-Star Classic coming up yeah in week three so this is going to throw a little bit of a wrench into our uh outlook because we're not sure what the outlook is uh going to be for some of these guys um navy classic does have for instance noto is lockhaven's going to the navy classic has just about 99 percent of their starters going and, and some backups noto is not listed as one of those. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me. Um, with NIL, I'm sure these guys are getting a nice little flow check. Uh, so I wouldn't want to put that at risk there. Uh, so again, 2023 NWCA All-Star Mac Classic is going to be live on Flow Tuesday, November 21st. I forget the time. You can go and, and check. I actually tried to search for All-Star Classic on their search thing, and the first article that popped up was wrestlers react to kevin durant moving to golden state from 2017. I'm like, what the fuck does that have to do with anything um now these rankings also are from uh november 7th obviously some things have happened in that time so these rankings are a little outdated i didn't go back and change it what do you want from me so matt ramos versus anthony noto i think that's going to be a good match um i could see noto winning that yeah uh, I, I'm, I'm taking noto that's a toss-up yeah, for me. I I mean, Ramos has had two losses against two really good wrestlers. It's either going to be a bounce back. Oh, I didn't get rid of that. It's either going to be a bounce back match or it's going to be a continuing slide. So to speak. Not, not necessarily a slide. I mean, these are all good losses that he's taking. Um, I got to go with my guy. He's a fantasy superstar. I'm going to go Anthony Noto. So we both agree on that one. Why don't we highlight that? For both of us um what color do you want to be blue yeah sure green. all right i'll be red and then yeah because that makes green perfect look at that i'll be i'll be green you'll be green okay or you want if, if it green is a tie green, i was going to do green as a tie all right then I'll, I'll just do blue then okay and i'll do red um actually i think that makes purple it doesn't matter but forget it um connor mcgonigal and sam latona this is kind of interesting because uh after this weekend i don't think mcgonigal's the starter yeah um, <laughs> it'd be yeah. hard to, to do that yeah um i mean it it sucks that they're in a log jam like this 
because you have McGonagall, you have Crookham, and you have Malik Hines at 41. So I don't think it would be fair to bump Malik Hines out of there, especially since he wrestled a pretty good match against Bartlett. Um, he's been looking good himself these past couple of weeks. It would be too much of a bump to put him up at 49, to wrestle off at 49. Yeah, it's too much. So unless one of them can cut the 25 and then you're kicking out Sheldon Seymour, I mean, it's just it's a good and bad situation to have. Um, so we'll see how it plays out. I mean, that's that's why the coaches get paid what they get paid and, and they recruit like this. Um, Lachlan McNeil and Clay Carlson. I'm going to go Lachlan. Or, well, I'm sorry. We, we didn't do uh, 33. Who do you got? I'll, I'll take Latona. I'm going to take Latona too. So we got Green there. Lachlan McNeil and Clay Carlson. I'm going to go McNeil. Me too. Okay. All right. This is very entertaining uh, radio for everybody <laughs> uh, here. Kyle Parco and Shane Van Ness. I'll take Van Ness. I'm going to go Parco. Um, okay. So I think Van Ness has jumped levels since last year. Last year, I think he was getting a sea leg, so to speak. Um, but I don't know. I think I said I was going to be red. And Parco didn't look overly impressive at no, that's that uh, overly impressive at the Wranglemania. But I don't know. I'm I'm the same way as I was with Vasquez. I'm the same way with Parco. I just I like Parco. He he's an AA. He's he's like an automatic AA every year. So I'm going to go with him. Um, Levi Haynes and Jacory Teamer. I'm going to assume Haynes for you. Yeah. And do we see Teamer? Because he got hurt. He did get hurt. I, I'm going to say we do see him. I saw him walking around the Journeyman Classic um, the next day. So, uh, I mean, if he was concussed or something like that, I don't think he'd be out walking around or, or doing anything. So I think it was just he, – he came up with what looked like one of those breather strips. He had something on his nose. Um, so I don't know if maybe that got hit. Maybe it, like, rebroke it or something. I don't know. Um, I think we see him, but – uh because if not they're gonna have to make an announcement soon yeah hopefully and then who do you get because they i mean the reason they got latona and, and mcgonagall is because apparently they went down the list of one two three five and these are the two that said yes out of those so um hamidi and Olejnik, uh you go first i'll take hamidi i will too that's my can't bet against big 10 there <laughs> Although I I said last week I was a little worried on how Lesnar was going to do, and he ended up I think getting like a major or something like that. Uh, Starachi and Makai Lewis. That's going to be the match of the night. Um, I'll I'll take Starachi in a close one. Me too. I mean, you got to go with the guy who has only I think he only has one loss on his career, right? To Washington. He lost a camera or two. Lost a camera or two. Okay, so he's got two losses uh, in his career. Um, but that this one, I, this is a rehash of last year too, wasn't it? Yeah, he well, wrestled last year. Yeah, it wasn't uh, as close as the year before when it was like triple overtime. Hmm. Sirachi won a little bit more convincingly last year, but I mean, it's still close. But and with three point takedown, I wonder how these these matches play out too. Yeah, that's going to change things. We'll see. Uh, Kekaisen versus Truax. I'll go Kekaisen. Ooh, I want to go to Kekaisen too. 
Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go Keck Eisen. Yeah, I, I think with um with Brooks and Hydley both moving out of eighty four, I think Keck Eisen's your national champ. Hmm. I think I think so too. And and Truax is slotted for fourth place. He's been fourth place the past three years. He's got to be fourth place again. It's just <laughs> it's how it's got to happen. I mean, he has a four tattooed on his bicep. I, it's just it, it's given. It's going to happen. Um, speaking of Aaron Brooks, Aaron Brooks and Tanner Sloan. I'm going to say Aaron Brooks in this yeah, one. Yeah, I, I think I think Aaron Brooks is the best wrestler in college right now, even better than Starachi. Really? Yeah. Oh. I don't think there's anybody that's close to Brooks. I think he's separated himself that much. Wow. Okay. Bolt. A Todd hot take there. Um, and then Kirkliet versus Hendrickson. I am assuming that we are going to see Hendrickson. Um, I think Navy is, uh, or they're scheduled for the Navy Classic too, and he wasn't listed as an entry uh, for for obvious reasons here. So uh, I. I don't know. A healthy Hendrickson, I might go with him. Um, you know what? The hell, I'll go Hendrickson. Yeah, I'm going to go Kirk, Kirk Fleet, but it wouldn't surprise me if if Wyatt won, especially if he doesn't take bottom again. Yeah. <laughs> don't that, take bottom. <laughs> um, so, okay, so we got two differences here. Yeah. I'm a little bit more confident in my Hendrickson picks than I am my Parco pick, but – it never goes the way you, you think it goes on paper. Yeah. There's going to be some type of chaos in this match, this duel, so to speak. It, it's basically Penn State versus the world. They should just do that. They should just get the number one. Whoever wins nationals, they should do like a Dapper Dan next year, like like uh, an all-star classic kind of that way. Yeah, just ver Penn State versus the all-star, everybody else's best wrestler. <laughs> yeah. And then last thing on, on this um, – what are your thoughts about having it on November 21st? Because this used to be a like first week, first event type of thing for the season when the NWCA was running it. Um, do you like it as like a November 1st or first week type thing? Or do you like it like this over the holiday break where there's not a lot of wrestling? I, th I think it's going to be better this like next week, right before Thanksgiving break. Cause there's not a lot of stuff going on. So I think it's going to get center attention, like center stage. Okay. I see. My only thing is like Connor McGonagall, if, if this happened November 1st or 2nd or, or 4th or something, nobody would be having a problem with it like now because now he's looking like the backup and he's not even technically ranked at this point. Yeah. Um, so, but I'm, I'm sure that they can't get, they can't remove him because there's probably some kind of NIL contract where he you know is guaranteed his money so that that brings up a good legal point i mean this whole thing seems like pay for play so i i don't know the law necessarily obviously there's people with higher pay grades than, than me uh to figure that out but i know you can't take away an nil opportunity because of performance so they can't i would assume they can't take away McGonagall's spot because he lost and offered yeah. to somebody else. I'm sure that would be a lawsuit if they tried to do that. Right, which Flo has some lawsuits going on at, at the moment. Actually, that you can get $6 if you were a, a paid subscriber between, I think, about 2019 and 2022 or something like that. They lost a lawsuit 
uh, and everybody can get six dollars back so check your emails um, so uh, and then just taking a look here at the updates um, or the upsets that we saw like we said Ryan Crookham over Arugia Jacob uh, Camacho over Ramos Adam Kemp beat Peyton Mako at the Tiger invite Grady Grice not a bad loss for Dayton Pitzer but I kind of had Pitzer <laughs> it's funny to say like on a pedestal I thought he was going to be like almost untouchable in a sense obviously there's Kirkley there's Hendrickson there's people above him that I think would beat him but I thought he would beat Grady Grice Grady Grice is a yeah. good wrestler and a, and a good fancy wrestler too Stephen Little beats Jackson Smith um and like you were saying Joshua Coderhan beats uh Cole Matthews uh Peyton Hall lost to Gaetano console I'm gonna be honest I did not know who he was for Duke he is two and two on the season uh he has losses to Anthony White Zach Hansen and wins over Daniel Patton who's ranked number 117 on Russell Sapp from Cleveland State and Peyton Hall he pinned so I have to go back and actually watch that match was it a catch did he legitimately get him uh either way it counts as a fall um and then Brendan Freddie beats Santaniello. um Tony Negron beat Gavin Kane and we'll talk about this too I think Kane was coming off of an injury um so I expect him to kind of come back here and Diego Soltero Stolello eh, Sotello um he's tough he's a guy that you want to put on your short list too for fantasy he can hang with anybody he beat ryan miller seven three at the journeyman classic here um so let's get into week three shall we yeah and let's get this over with so we can both go get to bed too um i'm kind of tired this coffee's not working so hot um so at 120 or we should say on the week three so thursday when you probably see this it's going to be thursday army nc state bucknell minnesota west virginia and clarion that's not an alphabetical order by any means are going to be locked uh at noon so if you're going to be using one of those guys who are going to be listed in here uh the outlook actually came out today wednesday um that you can take a look at uh try to get your lineups in shape um 125 who do you like here uh we got a lot of not just tournament wrestlers but we have like duels and tournaments this week. yeah i like um steve opool in uh northern, northern colorado um he he could wrestle the black knight invite and the um arm bar both i don't know if he will but potentials there for a lot of points yeah um i have him getting at least two decisions uh at the arm bar at the armory and then going into the black knight invite again we're still waiting on on entry so it's listed on their schedule but again say it everybody just because they're listed as an entry doesn't mean they're wrestling so always keep that in the back of your mind jack Maida uh beat eddie ventresco by major last week um he i i put a little joke on on twitter he made a believer of me <laughs> And I mean, he going down the 125, it looks to be like he's going to be one of the, the monsters, one of the problems for other wrestlers at 125. Um, Jet Strickenberger, I believe he's a freshman from West Virginia. Uh, he's got the Shorty Hitchcock open. That's going to have limited uh, D1 exposure uh, competition, but he's got Clarion this week and he's been looking pretty good. I have him as plus three. Ventresca, I am expecting a bounce back at the keystone classic um he's got dean 
uh, Peterson this week. The way Ventresca has been wrestling, I don't have a lot of confidence that he's going to beat Dean. I think Dean is on a different level right now. Um, but so even with a minus three, the way that the preseason have come out for Keystone Classic, I think Ventresca can make the final so he can make that back. Yeah. Um, it's just going to take his first match. He'll probably win that one by bonus. He'll probably win that by major. So you'll be at plus one. And then you're almost starting back at zero for lack of a, a better term. Uh, and you'll probably get three, maybe three matches there, three, four matches. Um, Caleb Smith is going to be at the Navy Classic. I think he's going to be probably the top seed or, or one of the top seeds, one or two um, here. We mentioned Matt Ramos. I did have him there. He does have the All-Star Classic on the 21st. So do we see him? This is going to be after, uh, obviously, or uh, I'm sorry, this is going to be um, – how many days? I think three or four days before that. So uh, I don't know if we see him. If if we do, he's got Northern Illinois. I think it's a plus three. Yeah. And Friday we got Battle in the Barn. Jory Volk uh, is going to be wrestling. I think he wins by decision there. Yeah, I like um, Pat McKee too. I think he's going to have a big weekend. Yeah, um, Pat McKee. I, I don't think McKee's wrestled yet, but they have a tri meet or quad meet. I guess technically Bucknell, George Mason, Morgan State. Um, Morgan State, God bless him for coming out, competing with the likes of Pitt and Navy, and you know they're going to be wrestling Bucknell and, and George Mason here. Good programs. It's going to be a rough year uh, for like any ex expansion team that comes into the professional leagues. It's it's going to be a little bit of a get acclimated uh, yeah. situation. But hey, you come out with some Morgan State gear, I'm going to buy it. I'm, I'm going to get a t-shirt. Um, Jacob Camacho also uh, is going to be at the armbar at the armory. My uh, first army and then armbar at the armory. So they, they're going to have three matches. My only hesitation with that is NC State is good about having their starters wrestle, but not necessarily every match. So Trent wrestled every match, but Camacho didn't wrestle every match last week. And he only wrestled one of the, of the two. That I like because the coaches are giving the backups, the other guys, chances to wrestle. But as a fantasy manager, you want to see Camacho get those points, obviously. So, yeah, there, he's pretty good about doing those pop, those podcast pop-ins. Listen to those. We're going to be listening to those and, and try to see any updates. Obviously, we'll let you know. Um, I want to pick Richie Figueroa this week, but you know he ducked out last week. I would wait for the preview. Um, because I think he was at Arizona State's at Missouri this week. I think he can beat certain. It's going to be a decision. Um, that's, that might be a pretty close one. But, again, you want to get verification that he's going to actually be wrestling. Yeah. Um, and Spencer Moore for UNC has been an interesting pick. Um, I think he beat Spindle of uh, Central Michigan, but how does he do against Cardani of Illinois? Cardani's kind of a wild card for me right now. We haven't seen him in, like, two years. Yeah. Um, and he had a very close one with a wrestler that I thought he should have beaten. What do you, what do you think about D'Augustino? Going to be in Michigan. Yeah, different different uh, training regiment, different program. Um, tough wrestler. Um, I, mm -hmm. I, I think he'll have a pretty – I'm expecting him to have a bounce-back year this year. Yeah. I, I, I know he was going into Big Ten's kind of hobbled 
um, which kind of should like he had some good wins early in the season and then not early, but you know, in the second semester, I think he started wrestling. Um, and then kind of hobbled into Big Tens. I think he went like 0 and 2 or something like that at NCAAs. Um, he's got Nick Babin from uh, Columbia, and he's got McCrone, who had a win over Ventresca last week, too. Um, and I think McCrone beat D'Augustino, or D'Augustino beat McCrone by major. I think McCrone beat D'Augustino by major. Yeah, I I that, sounds, that sounds right. Yeah. Um, Barnett's an interesting one. Wisconsin and Iowa State are wrestling. Turkina beat uh, Barnett last year. That was a Jacksonville match early on in the season. That's where um, Pinero beat Gomez. Yeah. Remember? Um, does he flip the script? Does he come back? Does he win? To be seen. I'm, I'm going to stay away from that. I think there's other opportunities. Also. Yeah, Tarakina is another one of those wild cards. He has great wins, but then questionable losses, too. So yeah. It makes it hard as a fantasy pick because he's not super consistent. Yeah, and I just noticed I had Dean Peterson, who I mentioned before, at 133. He's not wrestling 133. He's at 125. I have him getting that win against Virginia Tech and then being at the Black Knight invite as well. Uh, 133, uh, we talked about Sam Latona. Gonna, he is registered uh, for the um, Keystone Classic. So um, even though that is Sunday, uh, he is registered. He was in the pre-seeds, I believe. Um, I have to double-check, but I'm pretty sure I saw him in the, uh, the pre-seeds there. Um, or actually, maybe not. Um, he might not be. We have to double-check. But he's got Rutgers, too. I think they're going to need him for Jagger Knight to get that win. So... At least that, I think he gets a plus three over Shawler. Yeah. Uh, who else do you like at 133? Um, I like um, Mason Lepart has been a bit of a fantasy stud this year early mm -hmm. on. And he's at the Keystone Classic. So can he pick up some wins and place top three at that tournament? Um, maybe. I, I think he can. I think he could make the finals. Kolioka is going to be on the other side because now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think Latona is in the uh, – it was in the pre-seeds. So you're going to have Kolioka probably one. Um, you're going to have Lightheart probably two or three, just depending on it. But I think both of those could probably um, – both of them could be in the finals here. Um, Gabe Strickland from Lockhaven is also going to be at the Navy Classic. Uh, good pick up there. Um, Kai Arini, we had talked about, again, NC State. Arini only wrestled one of the two matches at Wranglemania. Yeah. So do they do that again? Um, they don't have the toughest of competition. I think they have like um, I think they have like Buffalo and Sacred Heart or something like that. So you know, I hate to say it about other programs, but I think NC State's a step above them at the very least. Um, so I, I don't know if you put all your starters in and you know, kind of blank them or anything. Um, I'm trying to find the precedes now because now it's eating at me. Here I need to find it. I don't see it. But anyway, um, Ryan Crookham has uh, pet. He's he's going to be running the gauntlet uh, coming here soon. Here we go. Precedes uh, one thirty three. Yes, Latona is not listed. So. Yeah. Kolioko is number one. Th these are pre-seeds, so obviously anything can change. Kolioko uh, is one. 
uh, Ethan Oakley from App State two late Leapart is number three. So I think Leapart can beat Oakley, yeah, um, and make that that final there. Um, and then I forget what else I was talking about. Uh, oh, Crookham having a gauntlet of a uh, time. The, here's who he's going to be wrestling coming up. 11-19, Vince Santiello. Uh, December 3rd, Aaron Nagao, possibly, depending on injury. Uh, December 8th, Dayton Fix. Uh, January 12th, Michael Rose from Binghamton. Uh, January 13th, rematch with Vito Arugia. January 19th, Michael Colioco. 20th, uh, January 20th, Brandon Ferretti from uh, Navy. And then you got Kurt Phipps on February 9th. Uh, Julian Klebo on February 24th. Wow. That's if he comes out unscathed, I am totally cool with having him in the number the number one seed. <laughs> yeah. Um obviously. If he beats if he beats Nagao, I can maybe make a stronger argument. Even as if Nagao's banged up a little bit, he went out and wrestled. I could see then saying, you know what, maybe top two. But, yeah. Well, if he wrestles Fix and beats Fix, then we'll know that he's number if one. If he beats Fix, then yes. Definitely have number one. However, that doesn't that doesn't absolve you from putting him number one now. Yeah. You know. Um, you can't can't hindsight it uh, necessarily. Um, let's see. Who else at 33 we got here? Chris um, Cannon. Yeah, Good Chris there. Cannon. Uh, Dustin Norris had a bad pin loss. Um, against who they wrestle, uh, Purdue it wrestled Army. Uh, it was a loss to Army. I have him bouncing back, gain a, a plus three, and Evan Frost from uh, ISU, uh, gain plus four. Um, Klebo versus Zachary Seltzer, uh, should be a good match. I'm leaning Klebo, but I mean, this is kind of the first year Klebo's in the starting lineup, like full time. Yeah. Um, he's, he's always been behind McGee. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to lean clean both, too. Um, Seltzer took a loss last week to a lower-ranked yes. guy. And um, then, yep, go ahead. Sorry. No, I'm just saying, I think I think Clebo <laughs> can, can take that that one. Yeah. And uh, what do I have here? Teske taking a medical forfeit or injury loss at the Luther Open. Luther Open was basically a scrimmage for the uh, Iowa guys, which I'm fine with. Um, maybe I hate that they go to Luther Open. Well, uh, Oklahoma State used to do that with like the Central Oklahoma Open or something like that, and Penn State used to do it with the Keystone way back when. Well, but but the Keystone still has Division One opponents, like right. So maybe that's like like JUCO colleges. Yeah, Uh, I mean, yeah, you got JUCO colleges, you got D two, D three schools. You're just kind of, I mean, Frantic, I think. Tacked like five guys in a row at that tournament. So, yeah. <laughs> like, I get it if they want to put guys on opposite end and they meet in the finals, and that's kind of their wrestle off thing. You you've seen that many times. You saw it at Journeyman too. Uh, you saw two Unger and Greg Yakamahalas and, and McGonagall Crookham meeting in the first round. Yeah. But, you know, if you're not going to have, I, I I don't know. Like, did. Did Frantic need those? Maybe for a confidence boost, maybe, you know. Um, and I don't know. Uh, what do I have here? Rematch between uh, Angelo Rini and Buzakis. Um, I believe that was from the, was it the Southeast Open? Or no, Clarion Open. Yeah. Uh, that, that 
Greeny beat him for the third place match. So should be good. Uh, let's see, we're running a little low on time. Let's uh, let's pump through this. 141, Rudy Lopez from Northern Colorado. I have as plus six. Going to be at the Black Knight Open. Also on the schedule, Mitch Moore facing Virginia Tech. That's his old school, isn't it? Yeah. Well, so, two schools ago. Two schools ago. Um, homecoming, uh, in a sense. Not really homecoming because he's not wrestling at Virginia uh, either. But the journeyman uh, gets to wrestle his original team. Now, uh, is he back? Like, is he good? Like, Yeah. I'm, look, I don't know what Goodell's doing, but uh, Slavoskuski has, like, a tech and a, and a major this year. So he's he's doubled his bonus output from the past like, three years. So whatever they got in North Jersey, keep it going. Mitch Moore, I think, is on a rampage. I think I was talking with uh, somebody, I forget who exactly it was, but they said basically Mitch Moore is probably going to win by either DQ or injury default um, this coming uh, match. So I don't know who 41 is going to be for Virginia Tech. Uh, Crook is redshirting. I don't know if he's asserted at 141, but they got Max Church. They got uh, Hunter Mason uh, there, too. So God bless whoever's got to face Mitch Moore. Uh, CJ Composo is going to be at the Keystone Classic. He is there. Um, he will be probably seated. I think he's pre-seated number one. Yeah, he is pre-seated number one. Brock Hardy is going to be at the Navy Classic as well. Nebraska is sending everybody. So, um Lachlan McNeil, we talked about also. He has the All-Star Classic again. I think it's easy matches for him with Illinois and Central Michigan. But, again, do you want to risk it or or not? I mean, yeah. It's money. Mm. Um, what about Ryan Jack? He Again, he only wrestled one match. Um, I think they probably wrestle him too. I know. It's just something in my mind. I'm, I'm kind of thinking he wrestles twice. Yeah, I think he will. I got nothing to go off of, no inside, uh, you know, sources or anything. Uh, I just think that Moshe Schwartz, Little Rock, and North Dakota State have him as plus seven. Real Woods against Oregon State. That's actually going to be, I think, a sneaky good duel is Iowa and Oregon State. If Oregon State hits on all cylinders, it could get interesting, especially because they don't have their their top guys, Iowa. Yeah. Has, has anything been released about the, the Iowa guys yet? Not yet. It's assumed, but you know what they say about assuming. So they they haven't put the names out. I'm sure they probably have some type of appeal going on too. Um, but the thing is, how long is this going to drag out? And, you know, what happens? I'm just spitballing here. What happens if they appeal? It takes the whole season. They eventually win. Can they somehow retroactively get eligibility? From the NCAA, like it, I mean, we've already had a COVID year that gave a fifth eligibility year to to wrestlers and and competitors and all sports. Are we going to now start backdating eligibility? Yeah, it, it, it's a slippery slope. It, it's I don't know. So as of right now, no, nothing's come out. We assume we know the names. The names have been you know the same ones have been in the rumor circles, but nothing's been released yet. Just just that they've come out with the provisions of i believe it's if you if you bet on the school it's 
it's something like two game suspension or three game suspension, which is also why they went to the Luther Open, because um, that counts as one for Pat Kennedy. But if you bet on your own team, then it's like a year suspension or something. So okay. I don't I don't know, or may, maybe it's if you bet at all, um, given the false, you know. Uh, identity or or age or, or fraud or whatever like that it's two matches if you bet on your school then it's a, a whole year and if you bet on your own team it's you know dunzo or something yeah so um Echemendia, anthony Echemendia, isu coming down from 149 he's now at 141 uh he's going to be at 141 so he's against wisconsin um i think he has actually an easier match at 141 than he would at 49 against Zargo. Uh, but Swiderski will be wrestling at 149. Gabe Willichell, he's back. He was at Edinburgh. He's now at Wyoming. Had a good outing last week against non-D1 competition. He's got Campbell this week. I think it's a win here for him. Um, Malik Hines and Cole Matthews. Who you got? I don't think Matthews. You think Matthews bounces back? Yeah. Malik just is kind of like nonchalant wrestling. It's, it's he's he's got the same type of like I don't want to say attitude, but the same type of swagger when he wrestles like Kirk Fleet. Like we we've talked about, it, like Kirk looks like he's just like, eh, all right, I got to wrestle again. Okay, all right, and he goes out and dominates. Yeah. I think he's got kind of that same thing. Um, it was funny. Also, I was watching his match against uh, Composto. He uh, he beat Composto too gets a late takedown and you know ray and and coach ray and coach dylan are, are going crazy in the corner saying hold him down hold him down and you see him you know in a crab ride and holding, you just see him like wings he's like i got it don't worry <laughs> <laughs> um and then uh let's see jesse vasquez injured in wrangle mania against mcneil most likely not wrestling this week do they pull i'm going to butcher the, the name again like i did last year yes gary's red shirt again i think they uh, might have to I mean, I don't know if they got anybody else to really go. It's going to be like a Joey Oliveri situation where the guy in front of you gets injured and then we were going to redshirt you. Uh, okay, now you're in. And then, okay, we'll redshirt you this year and uh, everything. Then someone gets injured. Okay, we need you to come back in. All right. But ne- this year, your third time, we're, we're going to redshirt you now. <laughs> I'm just waiting for Mitch Moore to get injured and then Oliveri needs to come back in. <laughs> and, yeah. And, uh, do that um if he does he's got a tough test against josh edmund from missouri too so i i would think that's a toss-up uh 149 caleb henson i expect him to roll through uh ruckers and the keystone classic um and then ty waters from west virginia west virginia's got a sneaky good team especially for fans yeah. uh they i like last year they were just so so you know they had peyton hall you had jordan titus but jordan titus like had one good win and Never really followed it up. This year, top to bottom, they got a tough team. So what, what do they usually say? Football coaches, they have like three years or or uh, baseball coaches have about five years to really get yeah. their imprint and, and get things moving. Well, we, we, we saw what Flynn did in Edinburgh with not a lot to work with. I mean, that's a college in the middle of friggin' nowhere, northern yeah. Pennsylvania by Lake Erie. And- Jerry Erie. And they definitely didn't have 9.9 scholarships, I don't mm-hmm. believe, at Edinburgh. But he, you know, that one year they took, what, fourth at Nationals or third? They took fourth, 
I think they took fourth, and that was in yeah. large part because Shop lost his first match. Yeah, and then pinned and teched everyone to third place. Yeah, he destroyed his way back so, through. So he he was collecting two and a half and two points on the backside. But they had two 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 guys in the finals that year, and two other two, two or three other All Americans. But yeah, regardless, uh, Flynn, Flynn's a good coach. Port Port Habit, I think, made the finals. Shop took third. I think that was Vic Avery too. He he AA'd. Right? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I thought there was somebody else that may have snuck on. Yeah, I think they had an upper weight, didn't they? Like a 184. Or... That would that was Avery. Okay, Avery yeah, up there. Um, but you got your role players too, getting even just a couple points that that all helped. Yeah, uh, in large part, it was shop. You thought when shop went down, you're like, ah, shit, that there it goes, we're done, and then boom, 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 you know, make it to third place. Yeah, um, um Ty Waters is a good wrestler, man. He, I watched him wrestle with states, and he impressed the hell out of me. He, he is a like swing for the fences, go for big, you know, big move kind of wrestler and just really good hips, really uh athletic wrestler. He's he's tough. I was surprised that that West Virginia got him. I thought he would go to a bigger program. Sometimes it's just getting that one recruit and you build on top of it. That's why I thought uh, Cal Baptist was or California Baptist was going to do with Messenbrink. You know, he could have been their first national qualifier, D1 national qualifier. They Possibly first AA, you build on top of that. You say, look what we can do here. Kind of like what Smith did with Askren. Yeah. Right? You know, look, you can win here with us. And then now look at the program. Yeah. Um, so uh, it, it's possible. It's just, it takes a long time. Um, but I'm glad to see that that the Flynn method is, is working at West Virginia. Because um, that's also going to be a good West Virginia pit duel. Uh, yeah. Whatever have that uh graham rooks is going to be at the keystone classic ridge love it navy classic so will N nicholas stonecheck for lock haven will be at the navy classic um dylan d'amelio uh ohio state's at columbia at hofstra um obviously jesse mendez also we had back there at 41 is a good pickup jackson errington he, he wrestled both matches i think yeah. um, so the question is does he get one match off this time you know conspiracy theorist in me or uh always always thinking uh corbin munson has looked pretty good coming down him and johnny lovett have like switched weights three four times i, yeah. I don't know that it's like they're not comfortable two years in a row at the same weight um but he's looked good kyle parko like i said he's got the all-star classic i think they need him to wrestle is have a chance at beating missouri but i i i'm still doing my pickums i i think missouri can win regardless even if parko wrestles so maybe zeke jones just says you know what we're down a lot of guys it is what it is we're going to lose the duel but let's get some good matches in uh victor voinovich willie just came out with a text or a tweet a little bit before he hasn't bonus this year i don't think and he's had half of his matches end with either him or his opponent scoring only two points in a three-point takedown world yeah that's that's Bornovich wrestling though. That's what that, he does. That's Bornovich wrestling. <laughs> that that needs to be a shirt. Bornovich wrestling two one. Um, Casey Swiderski, like we said, is coming back. He's going to be wrestling at one forty nine. Quinn Kenner had a pretty good match last week. He fits in right where Michigan, I think, has a little bit of a weak spot at one forty nine. I'd have him getting the win there. Uh, one fifty seven. 
Vince Zerbin, he's going to be at the arm bar at the Armory and the Black Knight invite. I think he cleans up at the arm bar. Uh, and then if he goes to the Black Knight, I think he adds to that as well. Bryce Andonian's listed as the number one seed at the Keystone Classic. Does he participate? Does he actually wrestle? To be seen. I assume he will. Um, I don't think last week I know we were talking about that, you know, the past two years he hasn't started before January, um, but he wrestled last week. I, I yeah. know maybe dealing with some stuff, but he still wrestled. Um, so we'll we'll see. I, I have every confidence that he is going to be wrestling there too, unless there's some type of injury or something like that. Tommy Askey also will be there, and Lucas Ravano will be there. Something interesting to take a look at too. Jude Swisher, who I thought was going to be at 149, is at 157, and obviously Lucas Ravano is at 57 too. Penn's going to have some type of wrestle off, or maybe this to kind of decide here. Um, they got to, they got to yeah. harder at some point. Did, uh, did um, did Arnolona graduate? Yes, Arnolona okay. and, and finally, finally graduated after yes. 11 years in college. <laughs> yep, and um, I know, uh, so right now, uh, Trasinski from Penn is their 149 pounder. Does Swisher eventually go down? Does Ken Ravano even go down? He wrestled 65 last year. I, I don't know. That's kind of like the same situation with Crookham and McGonagall. You're going to have one guy behind but you know that's that's what happens in the college room so yeah um peyton rob also will be at the navy classic i talking with earl this weekend at the uh you know the journeyman events i don't i i kind of see rob winning the title this year just something in me says he's he's destined he's, he's going to be winning um here uh come march michael block too but then he, he lost to to haynes yeah and, and then well so when did he get the infection <laughs> yeah you know um and haynes is on another level haynes was dealing with his own stuff uh you know everybody's nicked up right but he had his own stuff i think that he was dealing with and so but the, the if you remember those photos um that came out or if you saw any of those photos with peyton rob yeah it's amazing where he was at the end of march to where he is now um like nothing even happened so um yeah that was a gnarly injury man that was crazy i had crazy. the same kind of thing only not as big but remember my um hey, my like abscess over yeah. my leg yeah that was Dude. terrible I was in high school and you were like, yeah, look, take a look at this. And you're like pulling gauze out of it. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to see something from Saw. This is you could crazy. almost see down to the bone in my leg. Yeah, it was ridiculous. That's how deep that hole was. Um, anyway, <laughs> Michael Blockus, um, have him getting plus 11 this week. He wrestled last week at the Bison Open. Uh, Patty Gallagher has got two matches. Have him doing uh, well. Ed Scott with a bounce back. Um, I think he they try to get him back on track. There's no better cure than winning, right? Yeah. When you get a loss. So even if it's against competition that you're supposed to beat, a win is a win is a win is a win, you know. Um, Don Sedano will be at the arm bar at uh arm bar at the armory. Uh Johnny Lovett, like we were talking, um Illinois and North Carolina have him plus six. Uh Frantic wrestling, I have him gain a tech, keeping that tech train going. And Joey Blaze with plus four. Cody Chittum made his uh, appearance last yeah. week. So he'll be wrestling against Wisconsin. 
Who does he have? Um, he'll probably have... I'm trying to remember. Let's use our handy-dandy wrestle stat. And like uh, Stalemate said on, on Twitter, the annual, what would we be doing without WrestleStat po appreciation post here? WrestleStat is a saving grace for everything. Wrestling stats, obviously. Matchups, predictions, things like that. Uh, so he's going to have, from Wisconsin, Luke Melcher, who's listed. So I think Chittum kind of cleans up. Yeah. <laughs> but next week, he's got Jared Frantic. That's the Cyhawk duel. That will be we'll, – we'll go through that one uh, next week. That's going to be a good one. Um, Brock Mahler, I'm assuming this is with team or not wrestling. Um, if he is, then I think he wins by decision at least. Uh, probably bonus. It's at Missouri, so I expect kind of a little home mat advantage there. Um, 165. Who do you like at 165? Um, I like – um. Peyton Hall from West Virginia to get a bounce back after losing last week to Gaetano. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. Again, I don't know what happened there. I don't know what the loss was about. We'll take a look and, and see, but I, I have all the confidence again. Uh, Peyton Hall. I've been saying that a lot this podcast. Pa Peyton Hall bouncing back. Noel Mulvaney uh, from Bucknell has looked pretty good as a true freshman. I think he's asking trained um, and picked him up in our mascots league. Um, he's looked pretty good. He's got Minnesota plus the Navy Classic uh, this week. I got to check to see if he's going um, there, too. Derek Gilcher for the Keystone Classic. Avery Bassett from Lockhaven will be at the Navy Classic, along with Bubba Wilson uh, was registered. Now, here's the thing, though. I did hear rumors that maybe he would be going 174, Bubba Wilson. So either get clarification from the press release on what way he's going or just be safe, put him at a floater spot. Because if you remember, a floater spot, doesn't matter where they wrestle, what weight they wrestle, as long as they do wrestle, they get points uh, against D1 competition. If you I, haven't haven't heard, heard, I haven't heard Bubba Wilson's name in a while. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, been a, it's been a time. Um, but if he wrestles, if you put him at 65 and he wrestles at 74, you do not get any of those points or vice versa. So put him in the floater. That's probably the best to do unless yeah. you got verification on, on what weight he's going to be. Uh, Cam Amin, I have him as plus seven. Keegan O'Toole as a tech um, at 65. And then Holden Heller, I have as plus three. Stoney Buell uh, from Purdue, plus three. He's, he's been on a little bit of a tear here. And then Makai Lewis, not listed in the precedes for Keystone Classic, probably for right reason. He's got that matchup with Carter Starachi, so he's probably not not going don't put him in there um caliendo maybe facing Olgan from uh oregon state caliendo i Olgan hasn't wrestled this year uh this season yet and something about caliendo i just think he fits iowa style perfectly i think he's a hard-nosed wrestler i think i think caliendo would get the win there but you know Olgan is a, a round of 12 he's a blood round guy i think from last year and then David Carr and Dean Hamidi, I don't think we see Hamidi because he's going to be participating at the, the All-Star Classic. It was a close match last time they wrestled. Yeah, I, I hope I hope we see it. I don't like you said. I, I doubt we will, but I, I'm kind of hoping that we do. Yeah, that that's the other thing about having the All-Star at this time. Like it, it kind of conflicts with all these other cool matches that we. Can yeah, 
Like I'd rather, no offense, I'd rather see David Carr Dean Hamidi than what we're having at the All Star. Yeah. So that's just me. Uh, One seventy four. Uh, Donnell Washington is going to be at the Keystone Classic. So will Nick and Contrera. Uh, they're going to be on opposite ends. How how is Donald Washington still in in college? COVID. That's what happens. <laughs> didn't he? Didn't he wrestle Ed Ruth? <laughs> Maybe Ed Men Ruth. <laughs> um, he seems like I think he's been in college forever. Yeah, we're just getting old. That's what happens. So, yeah. Um, Shane Griffith. I assume we're going to be seeing him this week. He's at Columbia and Ryder um, at Columbia at Ryder. Um, that would be the first time he's wrestling this year. Same, uh, actually, Justin McCoy, I think, wrestled this year too. He was supposed to be at the Southeast Open, but didn't wrestle there. Let me see. Just because that totally reminded me. I was watching, um, <laughs> I think some of these guys in college forever. Um, I was watching Tommy Boy last night. Lots of guys go to college for six years. <laughs> yeah, they're yes, called doctors. They're called doctors. <laughs> <laughs> that, but that, that's one of those. Great quotable movies and and one of those flipping the channel movies. Yeah. So you, you I, see I was it on the channel and I came on and I watched the whole thing again, like for yeah. the 80th time. And on, on a tangent, you know what I, I watched the other day that I hadn't seen in a long time? War Dogs. Oh, yeah. I hadn't seen that in a long time and, and it just popped up on Hulu. I was like, ah, you know what? Let me put that on. I forgot what a great movie that was. That was a good movie. Fucked up movie, but it was a good movie. Um, speaking of Edmund Ruth, I have him listed as game plus seven this weekend. Yeah. Um, and Carson Carson has got a match with uh, Columbia and Hofstra. Um, Faison, I think, is going to have a tough match here. He's got three matches. I think he loses one of them, but he still comes out plus five. Um, and then Travis Whitlake at 74. I think he's going to have Gla no Swafford, maybe. Is it Swafford? Who's at 74? It's not going to be Pat Kennedy because um, he's not eligible yet. He still got has one game uh, suspension, one match suspension. Uh, Peyton Mako, I think, bounces back here um, against Arizona State. And then Luca Augustine we have as, as plus three. Um, I was going to put Andrew Sparks in here, but he had an injury last week at the Bison Open, so I don't know if we see him. Kind of one of those let's wait and see. Uh, better aspect, better – uh, you know, if he does wrestle, it could be a plus eleven weekend for him, given the competition. But I don't know. Do you take that chance of zero points or eleven? I, I I might try to find somebody else for that. Three for four that points point. is better than zero. Yeah. So, and then MJ Gatton and Max Mailer um, from Michigan will, I think, be closer than people think. Right now, I think people are assuming Gatton's going to run away with it. I think it's going to be a little bit closer. Yeah, I, I was impressed with Max Mailer when he because they wrestled him as a true freshman. I know he took his lumps, but he's still a pretty talented wrestler. Yeah, I mean you're on the Michigan lineup, of course. Yeah, um, one eighty four Brian Soldano. I think he gets plus four against Virginia Tech. Um, I think those back weights for uh, Rutgers are going to do pretty well. Um, and then Black Knight invite um, if they wrestled there. Roman Ragazzi, your number one. Uh, or no, that's Ohio State. Um, the brother of the guy who's number one, or cousin or relative, uh, at the Keystone Classic, Lenny Pinto, will be at the Navy Classic. I don't, for some reason, Pinto beans, Navy beans, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Isaiah Salazar, uh, again, Minnesota's got 
three nice duels here for fantasy bucknell george mason and morgan state uh trade munoz um i think Swafford's 84. If I, I I don't know why I'm blanking on that, but Munoz I have as a plus four, and then I think Holden Heller bounces back against Lehigh, uh, gets a plus four there, and I think we see Felkamp this week. Um, we'll have to wait and see, but maybe it's going to be the return. Um, Gavin Kane coming off an injury, like we said, has uh, last week to and then losing to Tony Negron. Um, I expect him to bounce back, and. Speaking of the ground, he had a great win. Um, I would shortlist him. He's definitely a kind of a matchup guy. Um, I think against the top tier competition, he might falter a little bit, but the guys he's supposed to be, I think he's going to be pretty badly too. So if you're looking for an Arizona State, maybe easy win. Tony DeGrone, I think, is a guy that you put into your lineup. Uh, 197. Uh, we were talking about Rutgers. What do you think about John Posnanski coming back off a of red shirt? He's going to have TJ Stewart, I think. Yeah. I'm I'm expecting big things from, from Posnanski this year up a weight. I think he'll be fine. I think he'll, he'll be high all American top, top five on the, on the podium. Okay. I can get on, top, on board with that. Um, Evan Bachman from uh, Utah Valley. I think the only Utah Valley guy that we have, here uh they got american and the keystone classic uh sonny sasso listed for keystone classic as well uh, so he'll be making his debut silas allred and luke stout will be at the navy classic uh trent Hydley, all he does is russell all he does is tex uh so he'll be at army and the arm bar at the armory that's a lot of arms there uh i have him as plus 14. I think that's being a little conservative. I think there's going to be a pin somewhere in there and attack. And I mean, you're at 11 right there. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stephen Buchanan's got Little Rock and North Dakota State. Could Stephen Little, who already beat Jackson Smith, have another upset in him this week? I hope not. I got Stephen Buchanan on my team. But, um, you know, if so, then I think we got kind of the same situation as we do with Jack Maida. Uh, you have a really good guy on a on a good fantasy schedule. Yeah. Um, he might be a guy that you end up picking up for the rest of the season. Um, Rocky Elam, I hope we get to see him wrestle. Uh, I don't think we've seen him yet. And uh, let me see who else. Julian Broderson for one, uh, for ISU uh, wrestling here. Um, Michael Beard and Max Stout are slated to wrestle too. Yeah. Max Stout's been wrestling pretty good. I know he fell in our Matt Scouts draft. One of those situations where everybody just kind of overlooked. And then I think uh, I think Jeff Upson got him um, late. But do you think Beard beats Stout or I think Stout I think Beard I think Beard gets him. Okay, bounces back after that kind of drumming yeah. from Hydley. It was it was weird. Hydley uh, beat him, and I don't know if it was because of the match, the way it unfolded or the way that the you know coaches were kind of challenging a lot of stuff or whatever, you know, at the end of journeyman classic, when you win, you get a, uh, a hammer, you get like a little uh, uh, wooden hammer, not like the surge, but you get a little wooden hammer. He did not want it. He's like, no, take it away. I don't want it. And the guy kept trying to give it to him. And he's like, no, I don't, I don't want it. Hi, Mrs. Webb. I was gonna say that looks like Anthony to me. Yep. Hi, buddy. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Sweet dreams to you both. Thanks. Love you. 
So we used to have Kristen's iPad. Now we have Kristen, actually. Yeah. Um, and then uh, a little thing for our viewers there. Um, and then 285, uh, Sob like I was saying, I don't know what he's drinking up in northern New Jersey. Uh, you know, uh, what, what was the Looney Tunes thing? Michael's special drink, something like that. He's got Virginia Tech. Here's the thing. Does Kaki go or does Mullen go? Because Mullen it, it is listed as an or, and he's also listed for the Journeyman Classic. So he is going to be wrestling this weekend. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, Kaka lost to, to um, Feldman, but it was it was like a last-second takedown. It wasn't like it was a drubbing. So, right. I, I don't know. I, I think I've heard that Mullen has been beating Katka. In the room? In the room. Um, now, obviously, that's room rumors uh, and whatnot, but I will, we'll find out. I think they're, the way that they're, they're set up, I think Mullen's going to be like the three seed. So if everything goes as planned, Katka Mullen in the finals, and then they'll kind of settle it there. I'll be there. I'll be at the Keystone Classic, so I'll get a front row seat uh, to that as well. Harley Andrews hasn't had the greatest of success this season, but he's going to be at the Navy Classic. I think it's a guy that you can maybe get uh, a couple good early pins and then hopefully losses by decision if it was on like against Grice or something like that. Uh, Lucas Davison, Columbia and Ryder. I have him as, as bonus for both those. Ryan Kaka, we were talking about Kaka. UVA, uh, he used to be at Navy. He's going to be at the armbar at the armory. He's a bonus guy for a heavyweight. Um, he's one, I think he's one of those longer, taller type of yeah. guys, more so than the bigger heavyweight. Um, and then Nick Feldman, speaking of big heavyweights, uh, he's kind of got that that wide Hendrickson frame to him. He's not, uh, he's not that tall, though. Not tall, no. But, but yeah, he is thick. Yes. He's he's an immovable object almost. Um, at Columbia and at Hofstra. Uh, you got Bastida, you know, Boone McDermott. Colton Schultz, I think, will be returning. He's going to be wrestling against Zach Elam. I have him as bonus. I think, I think Schultz gets a bonus here. I know he was kind of flat last year, but I think he turns it around here. Um, Cade, and then just a final note, Cade Lott looks to be UNC's heavyweight this season. Um, he's going to have a tough match against Luke Luffman, so kind of be a good gauge on where he's going to be for the season, where he can get ranked also. Um, and then I was saying before, Pitzer, you know, I was all on the Pitzer train, loses to Grady Grice, has me questioning a little bit. We'll we'll see how he goes for the rest of the yeah. season. But so I think that's about it. Um, I know I kind of ran through. I kind of hogged the show there for you. So uh, sorry about that. I don't mind, man. I just had the cruise <laughs> control on. <laughs> um. So all right. Anything else for the good of the cause? No. Um. It's it's been two weeks of great wrestling already, and you're going to get another week of a lot of great matches and some individual tournaments and some quad meets and um then right into the all-star classic so it's gonna be another great week of wrestling yep i will say this as parting words uh at 125 we had in week one the number one guy go down in week two we had the number one 33 pounder go down so real woods watch out <laughs> uh that's all all we're going right up the ladder exactly it's, it's like that meme of the Grim Reaper going from door to door to door. It was 125, 133. Now he's knocking on 144's door there. 
But thanks everybody for clicking. Thanks everybody for watching, for listening. Uh, if you have any questions about um, who to start, trade, anything like that, DM us at FantasyD1Russell on Twitter. Um, but I hope you guys have a great week three. Go out and win the week. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, clicking on this. Uh, it's all about the clicks. And uh, have a great week. We'll see you next week. Good luck, everyone.